Hey everybody, welcome back for part three of my plant-based family interview series. I am super excited today to bring you a conversation with my dad and extra excited, I think, for a couple of reasons. One being that some of you, if you hang around on social media and stuff with me, you catch glimpses of my sister, Sarah Elizabeth, and you catch glimpses of my mom because I tag should have been chef all the time. But I don't think my dad is an active part of those conversations on a regular basis. So I'm excited to bring you his perspective on what it was like to transition to eating a plant-based diet or however he's going to identify that. Because I don't think we hear from men in this space a lot. And I don't think that we hear from... Um, no offense, dad, from men that are a little bit older in this space, right? So of course, he's a young dad. You're not an old guy. But I don't think we hear from men who are in their late 40s, early 50s going through this transition. So it's hopefully going to offer you guys a little bit of a different perspective on this plant-based journey. Hey there, and welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. This is the show for you if you believe that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal, and you're ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a little bit of coffee. I'm Steph. I'm your wellness and nutrition coach and your host, and I want to make it really clear. You're not expected to be or live perfectly here. Lord knows I don't. After battling diet culture and then learning to navigate the world of wellness culture myself, I know a few things are true. One, it doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. Two, you are capable of creating a lifestyle you love. And three, you have everything you need to start doing that today inside your own beautiful self. On this show, we'll talk about nourishing yourself, moving your body, getting a good night's sleep, caring for your mental health, being in community, and maintaining day-to-day -day practices that make you feel good. I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a lifestyle of wellness that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. All right, here we go. Welcome to the show, Dad. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm well. Remarkably nervous, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it doesn't sound scary until you're sitting there with a microphone in your face being like, people are going to listen to this. And then... Well, it's, it's interesting to hear myself speak. On, it's not something that we're accustomed to, I guess. Yeah. So it's good to take some risks and step outside your comfort zones, people. So I'm going to ask dad today the same kind of series of questions that I asked mom and Sarah the last two weeks. So we'd be able to put things side by side. It's also quite warm today. I'm like sweating right now. And we may or may not be drinking a cold beverage while we do this because it is 4 p.m., not 9 a.m. when I make Sarah Elizabeth do this. So here we go. So dad, when I first came to you back in June 2017, and I remember I... I think I talked to you and mom at the same time. We were like all at the gym. And I was like, so I watched this crazy documentary and I think I'm going to stop eating animal products. Do you remember what you thought at that time? Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't remember being at the gym, but I do remember thinking I wasn't surprised. And I guess I'm still not surprised that your life has taken you on this journey. Um, your mother was a vegetarian for 22 years or something before 
we leapt and really it wasn't a big a big move to go from vegetarianism to a plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you weren't like totally shocked that I wanted to do this? Wasn't totally shocked at all. I've seen you do, there's been a (laughs) lot of iterations of Stephanie, right? This was Mm -hmm. just another chapter in Stephanie's world. Do you remember if you thought it would stick or not? Or if it would be temporary? With you? Yeah. Didn't have a expectation, thought maybe, well, let's see, you know, Mm -hmm. let's see. Maybe you weren't there, actually. Maybe it was just mom that I was at the gym and then she came home and told me about it later. I think it was in the evening. I was on the couch. You came in. Mom and I were sitting there. Uh. I picture you standing in our living room saying, Dad, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this video. (laughs) Okay, so I think I probably talked about it nonstop for a few days. And so it could have been. It's years now. It seems like you've been talking about it for years I have been talking about it for at least five. So Um, if you had to give some sort of label or description to the way that you eat eat now, what would that be? Healthy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not what I put in my show notes. I was going to say, I didn't let you check your notes. Do you want to check them? No, no. I I think, um, I guess I describe my way of eating as, as frequent. So I've always been that way. I've always, um, eaten. I'm a grazer. I want to eat nonstop all the time, even when I'm done eating, I'm thinking, what's there left to eat? So I'm an eater. So when I transitioned into a plant-based diet, I needed a lot of plants, Mm -hmm. right? I think of myself as more like a rhino or an elephant as opposed (laughs) to a bunny rabbit. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's got to be like in volume, right? We talk about volume eating a lot on here and those foods that um, not only can you eat in large volumes because they are like low in calories, right? Fruits and vegetables and other whole foods, but also that you kind of have to, or you're going to be hungry. And my entire life, I struggled not only with wanting to eat, but as that as that grew into, um, we're not calling me older, right? Right. So as as I matured in mm-hmm. life, um, I began to have more problems with my blood work. You know, you come back from the doctor and all those things. So for me, it was it's just made sense. Yeah. So you would say healthy, healthy, a healthy eater. Yeah, if you had to like fill out a a card, a menu card somewhere, or if you were gonna like put it on a t-shirt, what would you say? I I eat a blank diet. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I eat a pizza diet. No, um, <clears throat> I think I, I would say I eat a plant-based diet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, that was really my question. Yeah. Um, so in the beginning of adopting a plant-based diet, and we talk about five years ago, what of this transition felt hard? Honestly, I think the hardest part about transitioning to a plant-based diet was not running around and instantly telling everybody, hey, guess what? I no longer eat all this stuff, Mm -hmm. and now I'm focused on these products, or I'm focused on eating this way. You know, I heard a joke a long time ago that a a vegan and a cross trainer walk into a room, who tells you first, (laughs) right? right? Because you make this leap, and you're so proud that that you've done this or that um, you feel good, you feel better, you've seen this change. You just want to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, people don't want to all hear it. <laughs> you know, they don't want to hear what you're doing or what mm-hmm. your change is. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that it was a big change from how you used to eat to how you started eating? It wasn't a big change in that sense. For me, it was how I wanted to eat was a change, not how I was eating. So I wanted to eat pork loin and smoked meats and all of these 
very um, generational things that I grew up with and that I've learned to enjoy and love. But over our journey as mom was vegetarian, as you guys were growing up and we're trying to feed you healthy foods, we never ate out. We never ate McDonald's. Mm-hmm. We never ate fast food. Mm-hmm. So um, we had already moved a great deal of our eating toward white fish and lean meats. And we really, things like pulled pork or pork chops, those were like a special food for when there was company. Mm-hmm. So for me, just to cut those few things out, mm-hmm. it was easy. Yeah. And we had mom. And we have mom. And that's, that's um, people say to me, well, is it hard? Is it hard being a vegan or on a plant-based diet? And I say, no, my wife's at home cooking all day long. Mm-hmm. There's always something special. And there always has been something special coming out of the kitchen. I'm not saying it's always extravagant, mm-hmm. but there's always something to grab. And mm-hmm. that's, that's I think, a big key. Yeah, like making it convenient, right? Convenient. And making stuff accessible. Yeah. And I said this to Sarah last week too, but like we had the advantage of doing this together, of figuring it out together, of having mom be a great cook, of having me like fall down a rabbit hole of obsession about it. And it's easier when you have like a team. Everything's easier when you have a team, don't you think? I think everything's either easier if you have a team, but I also think that just being prepared, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to have this great big group surrounding you saying, saying, you know, here's your food, here's the stuff. I think that the big corporations already figured out a long time ago, there's a reason they call it fast food. We are impatient, we are moving, we wanna grab it. And if the only thing you have to grab is a Big Mac or a bag of chips, then that's what you're gonna grab. If there's a big thing of vegetables in the fridge, Mm -hmm. roasted potatoes, leftovers, whatever it is, you're gonna grab that, you're gonna gravitate to that. Mm -hmm. So it, it gets easy if you, if you, count on yourself to do it too. Yeah, and if you make the stuff that you want to be grabbing accessible to you, right? But let's not confuse, I cook nothing. Yeah. Right, yeah, <laughs> let's, this is all talk, talk's <laughs> cheap. Mom is the is the magic to the saucer. Yeah, but I mean, you, you watch it and experience it though, and you also know the benefit of what's accessible to you is what you are going to grab. And so it's not necessarily, oh, the food I don't, well, the food I want isn't here, it's just, is there food for me to eat when I'm on the go, when I'm hungry, et cetera? And so, yeah, as long as you're kind of prepared and have that figured out, it's usually like in better shape. So have there been any surprising benefits from eating a plant-based diet? I think so. I think so. I I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Um, At 54 years old, um, I was on cholesterol medicine. I was on blood pressure medicine. My weight was up. My joints hurt. I had all these things. And then um, it all went away. You know, I don't take cholesterol medicine. I don't have these inflammation problems. Um, I was always complaining, is it gout in my foot? Why did my feet hurt? Mm -hmm. And it's just inflammation from from bad food. I was eating wrong. Uh, And, you know, how far back do we have to go where they say you are what you eat? And if I want to eat foods that are inflaming, I'm going to be inflamed. Mm -hmm. If I want to eat foods that my body's not going to process and it's going to build my cholesterol and my blood, then I could eat those foods. Mm-hmm. But by choosing not, mm-hmm. I don't. So I guess I'm not surprised. Right, right. And that was kind of the um, motivator for starting this to begin with, right? The motivator for me and then me passing that along was, 
hey, I think that there's enough research to support the fact that eating a whole food plant-based diet may help eliminate some of these chronic diseases. And we know that these are things that we have family history over, things you were already kind of struggling with. So like, that was the point. And I think that when we watch that video, right, and all of a sudden it's five years ago mm-hmm. and the facts that they laid out in front of you still stick with you. When they talk about the diets that Asian culture eats, mm-hmm. that the, the, the Mediterranean, um, Mediterranean but the, yes. the, the amount of cancer in the U.S. compared to the amount of cancer found in Japan mm-hmm. and what's where can we correlate? You know, what's the data? Mm-hmm. And they talk about while well, they're eating this fresh food, they're eating rice instead of processed flours, they're eating fish instead of meat that's mm-hmm. farm raised. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Yeah, right. And so I guess you're you're right. It's not totally surprising because that was the goal and that is what like the evidence supports. So it's not mind blowing, except it kind of is when it happens to you. Like when Sarah said in her episode, you know, she walked in the door and was like, look what I can do. And she could raise her shoulder. I remember you doing the same thing with your foot where suddenly you were like, hey, look, after like two weeks, take off your shoe and able to kind of bend your feet and toes in a way that inflammation wasn't letting you do that. If we want to live in ignorance, we can be surprised at anything that we do. There's a guy at work. He sits down at the conference table. He eats three donuts in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Three donuts, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes after the meeting, I see him, he's doubled over. He's going, oh, my hand has gone. Oh, I can't believe those donuts, man. They're really killing me. Mm-hmm. You're surprised? Right. I should be surprised that eating good makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And he should be surprised that eating bad makes him feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah. So if someone, um, be they a girl like me or a 50-year-old man, if someone else were interested in embarking on a plant-based or vegan diet, do you have any tips or suggestions you'd offer them? The number one thing that I would say is if you're looking to go plant-based, don't listen to the people at work. Don't listen to the naysayers who think that tofu is something weird or that steak is life or any of that nonsense. Mm -hmm. I think that I heard you first say it. What's on your plate is nobody's business. Mm -hmm. I see that all the time. I say it all the time to people. It's amazing how people want to judge you for what you put in your face. And the reality is they have no clue. Mm-hmm. They're not even trying. Um, it, it work, I call it the 40. It's mm-hmm. like the freshman 15. Mm-hmm. It's the 40 pounds that folks gain at work because they're just eating crap, junk mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not even trying. If you go plant-based, plant-based, you're assuming a lifestyle. It's not a diet plan. It's not one of these boxed, booked things where, you know, today you get three of these and tomorrow you get Mm -hmm. four. But if you eat this and you get two and you have to subtract, Mm -hmm. we're not subtracting. Mm -hmm. You've said it. I've heard it on your podcast because I listen to the podcast. (laughs) You add something. We're Mm -hmm. not taking stuff away. We're adding. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's, um, you know, you're changing the way you live because you want to live. Yeah. And I think you're right. You're not necessarily checking boxes or fitting inside some sort of parameters, right? Like you did start off by saying you described the way you eat as pizza, right? It's not that we've eliminated things that are our favorite foods. No, I had a brother tell me one time 30 years ago, I was on a round diet. I only ate things that were round. Mm -hmm. Pizza, donuts, Mm -hmm. sandwiches, cookies, cookies, right? It was a round diet. Mm-hmm. So now is it strange I'm on a plant diet? Right. I don't know. 
It's just it's anything just no- that's a plant. And it's nobody's business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is a super hard one for people. And I think it's a super hard one for your demographic, especially because like you don't see a lot of men, again, late 40s, early 50s, who are transforming their lifestyle in this way, because I think there is a little bit of cultural stigma around it, right? Tough guys eat meat. Tofu is not something that tough guys eat, right? There's like a, there are cultural norms around this that are hard to break through. I'm at my desk. I'm eating my breakfast. A guy walks by. He says, what are you eating? I say, it's tofu. He goes, ooh, tofu. I said, do you ever have tofu? He said, no. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. hmm, okay. Yeah. Then keep going. Yeah. Like, Things are always confusing until we don't understand them, right? And Sarah and I said this last week too, that like, you have to give people a little bit of grace because they're six years ago. You didn't need it either, right? And so there's like that little um, moment of understanding for the fact that people's eyes have not been opened the same. Therefore, sometimes it's not worth engaging. I don't engage. It's the same yeah. reason I'm not on Facebook, right? Yeah. Facebook is a platform where everybody wants to have their opinion. Well, that's mm-hmm. great. You want to have your opinion. You want to go on, on some platform and spew some nonsense. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I don't have any interest yeah. whatsoever. Right. Um, if you want to come and have an intelligent conversation about why I feel good, I'm not telling you you need to do this. Yeah. No one is saying stop the way your lifestyle is, stop eating all the things you eat, and this is the path. Right. No one's saying that. This is my journey. Mm-hmm. So if you want to stuff three donuts in your face in 15 minutes and then hold on to your colon for the ride, go for it. Mm-hmm. But that's none of my business. Yeah, right. And and right, if somebody wants to have a conversation about it, cool. Like if somebody's genuinely sure. like, Hey, tell me about what you're eating. So like I said, when mom was on, people could reach out to her. It should have been chef. Could people reach out to you and ask you about this if they're interested in in genuinely hearing what your experience was like? I accept Venmo. (laughs) (laughs) These are are paid services. (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. I would would have this conversation with anyone. Yeah. Um, Because sometimes people, I think, want to hear from your perspective or not mine, right? I eat well. Yeah. So the first thing that a a man in my generation says Mm -hmm. is, oh my gosh, what do you eat? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I eat vegan pasta. It's all vegan. I eat (laughs) vegan broccoli. It's all vegan. I eat all, you know, a loaf of bread. I don't know. What do I I Mm -hmm. eat? I eat delicious things. I am not withering away. (laughs) Have you noticed? (laughs) This was not a diet plan. Right. I didn't drop 30 pounds of ugly fat. I just. (laughs) Such a 50 year old man thing to say. You know. Yeah, Yeah. Right. It's it wasn't a weight loss plan. It's not a restrictive diet. It's not a like. Right. What can you do? So my my grandmother, my grandfather, my grandmother, my father, all died of cancer. Mm-hmm. My uncle is currently going through treatment. My brother mm-hmm. had bladder cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's in my generation. What can I do to reprogram the cells in my body? Mm -hmm. What can I do to help myself feel better? Mm -hmm. What can I do to make a change that's easy? Mm -hmm. I got an idea. Just eat plants. Mm -hmm. Do you feel better? Is it making a change? It's obvious. Why would anyone ask me if I feel better because (laughs) I'm eating better? I don't know. We have all gotten up at some point in our lives and devoured a couple of beers and a bag of chips Mm -hmm. and then felt like crap. Mm -hmm. And 
it was just having that moment, that aha, where you're like, oh, I really am what I eat. There is a relationship between what I do and how I feel. Yeah. And that goes in in all the areas, right? Like we can say, sure, this is the way that we have prioritized eating because we believe it makes us feel better. And also that exercise or moving your body is a priority. That getting rest and getting quality sleep is a priority, right? That managing stress. All of these are components to a healthy lifestyle. They all play together. And you just don't want to give like too much weight. You know, the the guy who who has a massive heart attack at the gym, even though on the outside he looks super fit, super strong, you know, but it's what's happening on the inside that people, I think, especially your demographic, forget to prioritize, like what's happening on the inside. Right. Because, you know, diets are for someone, you know, mm-hmm. I eat meat because I go to the gym and I want to be big and I want to be strong. Mm-hmm. I'm not little. I'm strong. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine. And, and um, that whole persona of meat builds, listen, elephants are big. Yeah. Rhinoceri, big. Mm-hmm. They don't eat yeah. Any, any, you know, anything other than plants. So yeah. you can't build muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. I would not say that your strength or physical capabilities or muscle mass or anything like that have depleted in any way over the last five years, would you? Oh, no, no. And it's funny because once you transition over this way and you start thinking to yourself, well, who are the pro athletes? Who are the elite athletes bodybuilders of the world mm-hmm. and they're all over the place mm-hmm. arnold schwarzenegger went vegan mm-hmm. because he knew at his age he wasn't going to be able to maintain the muscle mass in the gym so how does he transition into the new how does he reform himself into the new mm-hmm. right in a way um, that's sustainable right it's right. not just like eating a bunch to bulk up quick and then come down and, and you're not right. bulking and cutting you're developing a healthy body so is there anything else that you have learned or experienced in the last five years of this that you want to share with the people? I think that it's important to know if you switch to a plant-based lifestyle, you can ease into it by supplementing with the boxed. But remember that the boxed, the prepared, the stuff that you buy is is not healthy. It's not good. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one thing that that anyone who would think, oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going for it, right? Mm-hmm. If if the old guy can do it, I can do it. I would say, find butler soy curls. <laughs> right. Those people should be rich. They, so, they might be. No, richer. They should be. It's <laughs> by far, it's, it's this crazy ingredient. It's super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is some sort of a dried puffed soy thing that they make. Yeah. And we rehydrate. And it is like minimally processed. It's, it's just like grinding the soybeans into flour and they dehydrate it into like a noodle shape and then you just rehydrate it so and it's cook a, it. Yeah. It's a whole food, but we add it to all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you don't miss that texture of a chicken or a pork or a something. You're getting a protein. Mm-hmm. I eat them by the handful sometimes. Yeah. It's just, they're outstanding. I think just to like clarify the one thing you said, I think what you were saying is if you're interested in kind of starting this journey that recognize that there are products and things that can help you transition. Is that what you're saying? So that like- Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So you don't miss, you know, oh, I just want a cheeseburger. Well, you know what? Go out and get yourself a plant-based burger and have a cheeseburger and get mm-hmm. over yourself, but don't eat that all the time. That's right, 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 right. When, when it's like a little, helpful transition. Yeah. You would say, 
that's a sometime food, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, so it's like anything else. You can go have a handful of Swedish fish, mm-hmm. but right. well, I don't eat those. Food. I don't eat anything like that. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> we were just thinking about it because it was Sarah's birthday, and we got these like, um, like a Swedish fish variation or whatever. But yeah, all your versions of all your favorite things are out there, right? Versions of your favorite candy, ver- versions of your favorite burger, of your favorite ice cream, whatever. That stuff is out there. If it helps you like make a stepping stone, if it helps you to transition to like animal-free products. So do you ever think that you'll change the way that you eat again? So full disclosure, we did have the questions ahead Mm -hmm. and I thought about that Mm -hmm. and I got confused by it because of course I'm going to change. Obviously I'm going to change, but I'm never going back to meat. Mm -hmm. I can't go back to animal product Mm -hmm. because, you know, that's like saying, would you... You know, would you go back to taking that bad drug? Mm -hmm. Would you go back to whatever? Um, I look at it as as not not healthy, not good, not not supporting a lifestyle I want to be in. But am I going to change the way I eat? It wouldn't surprise me, Mm -hmm. right? We're already transitioning off of gluten's a little bit, Mm -hmm. trying to see if it makes a difference with some of the things that we're feeling or doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I'm not. I could see myself. You know, no, no. <laughs> right, yeah. No, why would I? Well, that's what I was wondering. I don't know, because some people think, I think that, which is fine, you can start anything with the intention of having it be temporary, right? Like someone could say, I'm going to be plant-based for a month or I'm going to try it for a while or something like that. And then you never know what other feelings or circumstances are going to change. And I think that's probably how we started. I think, I think that if, you miss something mm-hmm. then and you and you're longing to have that back in your life then you go back to it um, it doesn't matter if it's a bad relationship or a, or a, a steak mm-hmm. right if I oh I just need steak I don't miss it I don't miss mm-hmm. any of it yeah and I eat a lot of it mm-hmm. and I, I I don't miss waking up in the morning and limping because the the big toe on my right foot doesn't bend anymore mm-hmm. I don't um I don't miss the dizziness from the cholesterol medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, though I don't I don't miss any of that. And why why would I? Yeah. When you're able to understand a connection between again what you're doing and the way that you feel, it makes it a lot easier, I think. I think there's a lot of misinformation out there too. Mm-hmm. People say and you know, you get more energy from an apple than a than a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Fake news. <laughs> right. I'm sure, right, I get the nutrients, I get the sugar blast, I get Uh all that, it's filling all of that. I'm not replacing coffee with apples. And I don't mean that people should replace, you know, all of the things that they love. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, but you you need to look. It's a little known fact. An Oreo is both vegan and kosher. Right. So if you look out there, (laughs) there are foods that can supplement your need to have some nonsense in your system. Right. It's there. Yeah. But the diet, it's not a diet plan. The way that you Mm -hmm. eat, the lifestyle Mm -hmm. that you embrace and you embody, Mm -hmm. that's the change that you you cling to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just real quick off of that, that like somebody doesn't want to eat pulled pork, so they make pulled jackfruit, right? That's an example Sarah gave before. It meets your taste needs. It meets your texture needs. It doesn't necessarily meet your nutritional needs because pork is a protein and fat and jackfruit is a 
fruit. There's basically nothing in it, right? So I think there's a little bit to be said for sometimes making choices that satisfy your taste buds and your texture and your satiation. And then sometimes like knowing that soy curls are protein dense, learning about your food and learning what's also going to meet your like nutritional needs as well as your taste needs. If someone wants to be an elite athlete and they want to be an elite eater Mm -hmm. and they get a nutritionist who counts every calorie Mm -hmm. and tells them exactly what they're going to eat. And if you do this, you can run a hundred miles or you can sprint faster than everybody else. Mm then then that's a different that's a different thing that we're talking about mm-hmm. if if you're want to substitute something that you're craving you can do that mm-hmm. if you want to feel better about yourself about the way that your body feels about how your future mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. then then you transition to eating plants yeah and it it becomes listening to your body Right? Like you're, that's what you're saying. You're essentially saying, when I ate X, my body felt Y. Now that I eat X, my body feels Y. And like, which relationship is better? And that's like, that is you learning to listen to your body. And we're not perfect, right? We fall off. No. I still eat a bag of chips or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I can still tell you that Fritos are corn, (laughs) corn oil salt right i don't need corn oil and salt Mm -hmm. but there's a warm place in my heart Mm -hmm. and that's making lifestyle change that's not adhering to some sort of diet plan i i have two beer taps in my kitchen (laughs) that's no right no joke i have two beer taps in the kitchen yeah and i don't drink beer yeah very rarely so i do this huge remodel we do this this is a lifestyle where we have grills we're talking about building a smoker we've got beer taps in the kitchen we're doing all these things Mm -hmm. And then boom, we get the wake up call. Mm-hmm. Look at this. This is why you feel poorly. This is what's going wrong. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need anyone to, to come in and, and hammer it down my throat. Mm-hmm. I needed data. Mm-hmm. Here's the data. Watch this, dad. Mm-hmm. Watch this, mom. Here's the data. Pay attention. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. All right, well, well, I'm in. Let's try it. Well, yeah. No one said if you go on this lifestyle, you can't change back. You mm-hmm. can't put white fish back into your diet. Mm-hmm. You can't do any of those things. But I don't need to. Mm-hmm. I don't miss any of it. I don't want any of it. Yeah. Why would I? Yeah. Cool. So um, what currently are three of your favorite foods? Soy curls. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an incredible, versatile, um, high-protein, uh, whole food Tofu. Yeah. Uh, I had somebody at work just ask me, well, aren't you worried about the estrogen and tofu? Yeah. I'm like, 1985 <laughs> called and the dairy industry there's wants still their so many back. people. Yeah, there's still so many people that are very concerned about that. So um, it's nice to hear um, dad's hormones are doing fine. I'm fine. <laughs> um, pasta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important to understand that pasta is yeah. still, you know, everything it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Just don't have big meat sauce. Right. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to choose five. You only had to choose three, but if you have more, you're welcome to say them. Did Dad? I mention soy curls? Yeah. Right. Got the soy curls, the tofu, the pasta. Everybody, mom and, well, mom and Sarah both picked tofu also. Sarah also picked pasta. Because tofu 
If your first, if your only experience was some steamed boiled junky tofu in some <laughs> takeout restaurant, you got the Chinese food and it had some slimy piece of tofu in it, then you've been misinformed and misdirected <laughs> and you need to see Stephanie's cooking video. It, yeah. We have made tofu to taste like scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. Not that we would want to eat an egg, but I mean, right. Yeah, so right. It's a, re- a lot of replacement. You, you have all this time growing up and training your taste buds and you have an expectation to what food is supposed to taste like, right? Mm-hmm. So now we take these substitute foods and we try and mimic them to taste like the things that are unhealthy for us. Well, we can do that. Mm-hmm. I can make a cheeseburger that tastes like a cheeseburger from one of the fast food joints. But why would I? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good, a really good point is that when people say like they miss certain foods, that's okay because your your taste buds have been trained a certain way. Your um, habits have been trained a certain way. Your cultural foods and your family foods and your fun foods. Like it's okay to stop and say, this could be hard for me because um, bacon happens every Sunday morning. It's something that we love. It's part of the tradition. My taste buds are used to it. It's fine to both acknowledge that, I think, and say, because that's not going to be probably the choice that makes me feel the best long-term or that supports my health long-term, let's find something else that we also we also like. So some of it, I think, is just a openness of mind. There are still people that do not wear a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to tell me I have to wear a seatbelt. I didn't have to wear a seatbelt when I was a kid, mm-hmm. right? If I get... I'm, Nothing's happened to me so far. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I wear a seatbelt? Yeah. Is it that inconvenient? Is it does it bother me? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's that openness of mind, right? It's just kind of being like it is okay to grow, evolve, change your mind. And I think Sarah and I said this last week to change the way you think based off learning new information. That's a tough one. Somebody gave me a sweatshirt one time. Said, "Look beyond your paradigms." Yes. Exactly. I had to look up what a paradigm was. Yeah, right. And then I had to think about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah, so that's your homework assignment from this episode is to um, get cozy with the definition of paradigm and then maybe start to think a little bit about what uh, some of yours may be and where you might need to look next. Uh, thanks for chatting with me, Dad. Well, I like to talk to you. Yeah. Congratulations on your five-year plant-based anniversary. Well, I'm done now. We'll go throw a steak at it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, five years and counting, onward and upward. Yeah, it's funny to think of it as like some sort of anniversary. Mm -hmm. Why, like, like why do I celebrate? I'm not celebrating it. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's on my radar. Mm -hmm. Because I think because it's a it's outside of a cultural norm. So I think sometimes we celebrate things that are outside the cultural norm. It's also a milestone because. I don't think because of the difficulties in eating, the eating part is easy. I think the challenges and why a lot of people kind of stop is lack of support or comments from other people or feeling like going out to eat. You know, they have to learn a new way to navigate social settings and everything. And so I think that those are the things worth celebrating, right? Physically, what you eat, not a huge deal. Right. It's huge for you personally, but it's not a huge like celebratory thing. I think more the idea that lifestyle change involves changing the way we interact with society. And that takes a little bit of effort. It does. I think your sister in in, in the last podcast had some great advice too, and that was um keep food in your car. Yeah. 
right? It's if it's not convenient, mm -hmm. then you might you might fall off the path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to have something that you can grab mm -hmm. um, is huge. Yeah, yeah. I think convenience is a definite theme of all of this. Like make plan ahead a little bit. Make it things accessible to you that you want to be consuming. Set yourself up to let it be successful. I think that's kind of a big a big overall takeaway from everybody with this. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't but they say they say um if you don't if you fail to plan, plan to fail. If you fail to plan, plan to fail. Speak softly. And carry a big stick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This before the quotes spiral out of control here, which they very well could. We'll thank Dad for being on the show with us today. Live long and prosper. <laughs> right. And um, we will be back. Super special flash round with all four of us next week on the episode or on the what is this on the podcast? I'm tired. So I don't know if five o'clock at night is the best time for us to like record, but. Um, it's entertaining <laughs> to say the least. So we'll be back next week with um, all four of us doing kind of a flash round of favorites from um, all of us to wrap up the plant-based family interview series. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that. I do want to give a quick reminder that we are raising money for Big Big Table, which is an organization in Buffalo that gives pay what you can um, dining experience to anyone. So whether you are coming in for a free meal or you're coming in to buy meals from other for others or donate or just buy for yourself and give what you can, um, they're really making um, healthy food that is also a fun like eat out experience accessible to the greater um, Buffalo community. So we're excited to be raising some money for them. There's a link to Big Big Table in the um, show notes. You can check that out. There's also a link in the show notes to um, my three-day meal plan for plant-based eating. So you get access to three days of sample meals with recipes and shopping lists. So if any of this has piqued your interest and you're like, maybe I would like to try plant-based eating, seems like there are a lot of benefits. Maybe it wouldn't be too hard, but I'm not sure where to start. You can go to the link in the show notes, grab that free download and give it a whirl. As always, you can reach out to any of us on Instagram or you can email me, Steph at bewellwithsteph.com. Always love to chat with you. Until next week, guys, be well. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Steph everywhere you like to hang out on social media. So come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. That's it.